Yeah, okay, there we go. Kick yeah. 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 JB, what's the name of the podcast? It's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say the whole thing. And this week, I'm going to get us started uh, with something that... um. I think it's going to be really good, and I, I think it's going to set the tone for the entire show. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure we do that properly. So we went to go talk to Ruby D. So we sit down, and Ruby, she was just so just you know when people have that look, like when they just you just understand they get right, they got it. You don't know what it is, but you can just see the look where they got it. And Ruby got that look, and she said. So Ruby turns, Ruby turns to Jada, and she said, how long, how long have you known him? And Jada said, at the time, it was 17 years. She said, I've known him for 17 years. Ruby said, 17 years? Shit, you don't even know him yet. Wow. Right? <laughs> she said, just relax. And that was her whole advice. She's like, you don't even know him yet. And it was like the idea that 17 years, you don't even know him yet. And that is so deeply true it's like um as much as marriage is a relationship commitment it really is a singular commitment to yourself that you are going to use your marriage to develop yourself right marriage demands that you be the best version of you or it ain't gonna work (laughs) right so you know that she you know ruby really locked us into that space where Jada and I realized that we were on individual journeys. We were both trying to force a marriage when actually, you know, if, if, you, know you think of a, in terms of a seed and soil, are, are they married, right? Is a seed, it's not married to the soil, it's just growing together, both doing what they were designed to do. And me and Jada sort of found ourselves into that space where um, we don't even we don't even say we're married anymore. We 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 refer to ourselves as life partners, right? Where you get into that space when you realize you are literally with somebody for the rest of your life. There's no deal breakers. There's nothing she could do ever, nothing that would break our relationship. She has my support till death. You know what I mean? And it feels so good to get to that space where you're not complaining and worrying and demanding that a person be a certain thing to to um, uh, sort of satiate your ego deficiencies. You know, you're not demanding that somebody be a certain thing so you feel better about yourself. So, yeah, man, I... Um I definitely wanted to start with that quote because I, I, that quote was done about two years ago, long before we knew of any of this shit. And um, yeah, I, I thought it, it, it spoke volumes to how Will saw the situation and possibly how Jada saw it and what they were doing in it. And um, I wanted to, that was very, very important for me to, to set the tone there. And we're going to dive into that, but we have to, of course, get back to you know, starting the show. So, having said that, JB, what's the name of the podcast? Didn't we just do that shit? Jeff, 
Okay. Okay, well, then, I, then, then I'll do the intro. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, welcome to a part named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution. And hold up, and the Entanglement. Yeah, will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm no breaks new. The righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I will catch it. If you got it, I match it. Every Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek coming at you every goddamn Monday. Representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday. Good Monday, everybody. We're happy to have you back on the show. Hell yeah. And uh, we, we can start with high low. JB, what's your high low of the week? Um, my high of this week was actually last night. Bur- had- Hold on, Burger said, yeah, y'all did this shit already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I am mad at that. Right. Um, you know, uh, my high of the week last week actually happened yesterday. The kids and I got to play and drop mix, and you know that game is just a ball. Yeah, a ball of fucking fun. Yeah, man. So we were up till 2.30 in the morning making Damn. mix on drop mix. Yeah, just having a blast. I spun up the camera and recorded that shit because Kel got on the cards and was making beats and shit. For those who don't remember what drop mix is, briefly tell them how okay. it works. So drop briefly. mix, drop Drop Mix is just a little speaker game and you get these cards and the cards have the name of songs on them and an element of the song, the guitars, the bass, the vocals, or the drum kick, right? And then you basically lay the cards down and Mm -hmm. it dynamically mixes a song for you. So you get to be your own DJ and you play this game where you take turns with the cards and like you know, sort of organically make beats. Yeah, let me jump so in. So you fun. can have the scenario baseline. You could have the, I got the power chorus. You could have the piano from, uh, uh, you say she's just a friend, and then the guitar part from Babyface, Tender Lover, and, and then you, it's just a song. And you have the vocals from, you know, 50 Cent, Hate It or Love It, and then you make it a song. And then you take all 50 vocals, put in Ashanti vocals, What's up, Asante? How you doing, boo? I love you. I miss you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This entanglement is fucking me up. Um, oh, oh, then you be like, fuck that shit. We need the drums from the, the Run DMC song. Walk this way. And you put them on. And niggas like, I don't like that guitar. We need the guitar from the August Alcina song. And then you put that on. And so you just switch up different instruments. But, you know, the beat, the song says, you know, uh, what is that, JB? Grounded, foundationally the same, mm-hmm. but you just switch up different components. Yeah, yeah. And that shit is fun as hell. We yeah. did it on a podcast before, mm-hmm. but go ahead, JB. Yeah, I mean, so that was that was a blast. You know, we went on. I, I went on ahead and recorded some of that. Um, you know, it was just a lot of fun. My my low of this week is just. Um, you know, watching what's happening to our state, but we'll get into that later, new. But it's really, it's really been troublesome for me, personally. Yeah. Um, my high of the week. Um, Andres called me last night and was like, "Hey, I was like, hey, Andres." And for those that may not know, Andres raised me from age eleven till now, 
That's mom. So that's, that's mom. mom. Exactly. That's mom. My mother passed, and I just was my godmother, and she took me in and she raised me. So that's my mother. That's the yeah. only mother I've had the last thirty three years. So to give you an idea, like, that's mom. So she calls me and she's like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, sure, I'm chilling here, get drunk, you know how I know." Well, I didn't really say that, but you know, that's what I was doing. And she was like, um, "You know, I feel good. You know, I, you know, she she's 81, so she's, you know, not necessarily in the best of health. Um, and to give you guys a peek under the tent, like this, so I can this, so it makes sense to you. I have been crying for three years, definitely afraid that I'm going to lose my mother." Um, and she's like, everything is good. I lost 30 pounds, and my dialysis is great. I just want to see some goddamn Hamilton, and I want to see the play, and everything is great. I'm so happy, and life is good. But goddamn it, if I could just see Hamilton. So I was like, it's on Disney+. Plus. I can you know, give my login and shit. You can go and log in and watch the shit. And she couldn't figure it out. So I hit up all my siblings, every all my cousins, like, hey, we got to get on Joyce Hamilton. Y'all got to go over there and, and give her my password or do something, goddamn it. She want to see Hamilton. And then she called me this morning, like, nigga, I ain't been asleep yet. I'm like, what the hell are you? Are you at a club on Joyce? Like, what, don't you, what are you <laughs> right, doing? Right. Like, what, are you at an old folks home <laughs> club? What are you doing? Do you have your mask on? And she's like, nah, I figured out how to get Disney Plus. I've been watching Hamilton. And I was like, hey. That's great. So I was just super duper happy that <laughs> she finally great. got to see Hamilton. He posted to all of the five. He was like, hey, check this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I was just super happy. One, that she's doing so well. And two, that she got to see what she wanted to goddamn see. So that was my high of the week. Um, my low of the week. Well, similar to yours, JB, just seeing where we are here in Georgia with COVID-19. Right. Um, and seeing how people still aren't taking it seriously. Like, I have a bald head, not because I think it look good, but because my barber won't stop partying. And my barber, my nigga, like, I love him. That's, and he's not just my barber, that's my brother. But this nigga be traveling and partying and hooker in, and I'm like, I ain't, I can't see. I, I ain't going to I'm... I got to get ball. I'm, I'll cut it myself um, because I don't think people are taking it as serious as I want them to, JB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was the high-low. Oh, and let me give you motherfreakers, you kickbackers, the goddamn kickback fact of the week. This is a good Did you know this one, JB? I actually did know this one. JB going to know all the goddamn kickback facts. The gangster geek going to know all that shit. Um, every culture in the world laughs. But surprisingly, most of our laughter isn't necessarily a response to humor. Less than 20% of laughter comes from other jokes. According to neuroscientist Robert Provine, who JB used to have threesomes with when he was in college, um, the rest is a reaction to regular statements <laughs> and questions like, you know, have you been? Uh, the ensuing laughter, however brief, helps form social bonds since people who laugh together grow closer. And y'all already know I'm always making a joke. And that's why all y'all love me. That's why y'all love me. I'm like, we love new. We don't know why. We just love them. It's because I be making jokes. 
Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say is we literally just heard it in the little in the little uh, diatribe that we heard Will Smith deliver at the top of the show where he was talking about relationships and and his relationship with Jada. Literally every time after he finished a sentence or made a point, he would bust out in this big ass laugh. <laughs> Why? Because he was nervous as shit. Like he's talking yeah. about something that's very, very serious and he's trying to kind of lighten the mood a little bit right they, we call that nervous laughter there are a variety of different types of them but yeah that yeah i didn't know that but it's okay, it's okay. a really interesting fact though um and it is something you can tell if you you know i think you know it too i think yeah. you knew it before you yeah knew, yeah yeah you i didn't that. know it was only 20 percent was to jokes i would have made it like 50% of jokes, 50% of life situations that make you a little uncomfortable. Well, actually, I never thought about it. Maybe I would have altered it if I had thought about it more, but I had never considered it. I ne it was never nothing I even considered. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I knew that very little of the times that we laugh are based on somebody saying something to intentionally make us laugh. Yeah, that's real, because we laughing at motherfuckers tripping up and falling yeah, and but that's doing not stupid a joke, shit. Yeah. Right, that, that's my point. That's mm -hmm. my point. So, yeah, if, if you add that, then, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all want to laugh? I have a salamander in my apartment. I, I caught one. I caught, I caught one to one day. I called JB, like, JB, should I kill it? He was like, no, nigga, don't kill it. It's God's creature. Throw it outside. No, I was like, salamanders eat mosquitoes. They eat bugs, nigga. <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> so I threw one on my apartment real hard. Up against the wall. Get out my apartment. It's another little motherfucker in here. And I would have to kill him or fuck him up badly or try to just catch him by chance. And I chose this time, I ain't going to fuck him up. I ain't going to kill him. I'm just going to try to catch him. But salamanders don't go fast. They go slow. But they be like under the table and under the shit, and under the microphone. They be like, ah, get, get, get him. So, I don't know. Yeah, they don't run away from your ass either. They they be peeking out from under the joint, and then they, and then they see you reach, and they're like, they can't hear you. They can't hear you. They be like, you be, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. They be like, they be peeking out from under the jump, like, he's getting close. Bat, bat. Right, right. Like, that motherfucker was underneath the, that stand right there since last night. And I was like, well, let me just move it just to see. And he was still there. I'm like, nigga, would you just be chilling? Like, you got a PlayStation back there? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I chased his ass all around. This. I know my neighbors was like, what is he doing? And I'm chasing a nigga, trying not to kill him. But, um, there you go. There you go. He going to my room. I gotta get him, JP. Oh, I, I see him. him. I see him. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> For those of you who just joined, who finally saw the salamander jump out. <laughs> and for those, of, <laughs> and 
And for those of you who heard our fun fact for today, y'all know that most times you laugh is not because somebody told you a joke. It's either because some funny shit happened or because you're nervous. And this is some funny shit. But Nu is not joking right now. Y'all should see this nigga. <laughs> This Batman has chased this salamander all the way into his closet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. He is. <laughs> all right, y'all. Anyway, um, so it's been a little crazy. Um, like, <clears throat> like we were saying before, man. You know, the low of this week has been really really fucked up because georgia is still wide open you know what i'm saying it's wide open and nobody seems to really care or understand how dangerous this shit is like you go out to the supermarket or you go to the gas station or you go anywhere now and you see certain people and they have masks on and they're trying to be careful but honestly most people just aren't they're just not, you know, they're walking around doing whatever. They'll walk right up on you in the store. Hey, let me ask you a question. No, nigga, don't ask me a question. Step the fuck back first. <laughs> um, it's all the way bad. Um, we're new and I are blessed because our officers are actually doing a really, really good job of social distancing. But um, my honest expectation is that things will change a little bit for those of us in Georgia who have to go to work because, um, you know, Keisha Lance Bottoms has actually taken Georgia back to phase one in terms of its opening. Now, this is important because by her issuing this kind of governmental statement, then that triggers a bunch of things that happen downstream in terms of labor laws and social distancing and those types of things. Um, so those of you in Georgia, I would expect things to change in the near future. Those of you who have to go to work, unfortunately, things things will definitely change very, very soon. Those of you in Atlanta, I expect things will change this week for you. Some of you will no longer have to go to work. Those of us in greater Georgia who don't work in the city of Atlanta proper, um, once the governor changed, Jesus Christ. So that was your mop, huh? I wasn't gonna kill him. I wasn't. But now you are. But he went into my room. Like if he was out here, when he was out here, I was like, he could live. I'm cool with it. He's may he rest in peace. His name was Charlie. Charlie the Salamander. Yo, they wanted to see you on camera when you were. What happened? They wanted to see you on camera. Oh, you, you should have grabbed that. <laughs> could y'all hear me? Could you hear me? Yeah, of course we could. <laughs> I wasn't. I, to, I tried to switch to another topic because you was. <laughs> I didn't want to kill the salamander. I'm not. A, I'm not a killer, but don't push me. But you can't go in my bedroom because they can crawl the walls. I might be laying in bed. He could rape me. I, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not playing those games. You ain't gonna do me like Jada did August. Hell no. I done broke my damn mop. I don't have no mop no more. But I mean, it's what it is. I need a drink. I need a drink and a smoke, nigga. Did you get him? Yeah, he's in the, he's in the toilet. He, he's resting in peace. 
Oh, okay, there it is. Cause he went in my closet, my clothes closet. I got Versace shit in my closet, JB. They can't go in my Versace. I <laughs> oh, Hell no. Oh, no. I'm going with my Versace. <laughs> I worked too hard to give a, you know, you know, I'm poor. I've been poor my I've been poor all my life. You, you know, no fuck with my Versace, nigga. Fuck that shit. Fucking with you, <laughs> kickbackers are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I rest in peace, Charlie the Salamander. He shouldn't have been. It's my fault. I let him in. My apartment complex. The um, I got a patio, and the screen is off. Like it's I I, I Jimmy rigged it so it's on, but it was still room for him to crawl in. And I was sitting here last night talking to Burger. I was on the phone with Burger, FaceTime a Burger. And I was like, yeah, yeah, nigga, uh-huh. The, the fuck is that? <laughs> I know I ain't got no mice in this joke. This is the motherfucking Charlie the Salamander. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Charlie. I, um, shout out to your family. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to do it, but he had no job, JB. He ain't paying no bills. And then he tried to go and mess with my Versace. Like, nah, nigga, you better go get my, my old Gap shit that's in the bag in the closet that I used to wear back in the day before Kanye invested. Don't come fucking with my shit. Hell no. Nah. Man. You are such a mess, young. This is so <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Hey, man, we got to do what we got to do. So, oh my God. Um, I don't know where you was at, JB, but... I know that we're going to start with the exotics. Let's let's go let's go ahead and bounce back to that. Both of us have po pointed out the low as being the whole COVID situation. Yeah. So I broke a little bit of that down and okay. why it's so troubling too. Has talked about Keisha Lance Bottoms and whatnot. We can we can swing back around to that whenever hey, we get to it. And so shout out to Mama Mayor, Mama Mayor Keisha. She definitely shout out to Mama Mayor. Um. I'm, and shout out to my mop, man. Have y'all seen my mop? Look at this shit. Like, it's broke. He pissed me off. Don't go in my bedroom unless we fucking. That's just a rule. You know, nobody should be in my bedroom unless we fucking. Yeah, Reed's asked, uh, what was the other salamander name? The other jump, you know, oh, from before. Um, Were they cousins? <laughs> no, that's Drake. His name was Andre. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's right. Okay, I didn't know that was. Uh, yo, what up, man? <laughs> um, um, and re rest in peace to the sound man. The other one's outside running around. You shouldn't have told his cousin to come fuck with me. Don't if you can't beat me, don't send your cousin to, to fight me, Salamanders. Salamanders. Yeah. Yeah, um, more more in the continuous and ongoing saga with New and his, uh, you know, amphibious friends uh, or his amphibious adversaries, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the show moves on. As the show moves on. So, uh, man, um, let, let's get back to, let me see what we got going on here. Oh, yeah, rest in peace to my mop. Yeah, definitely. Every Sunday, my mop is done. I got it. And I got oh, I got a whole pack of the, um, what do you call it? What's, what's that mop called, JB? When you get the little wet sheets you put on it. I'm going to show y'all. Oh, the Swiffer, John? Swiffer. Yeah, Swiffer. So I got a whole pack of Swiffer. JB, I done mopped this whole floor eight times today. I'm getting all the COVID out my apartment because I got Lysol. I got the, the CVS brand Lysol. So I got these jumps. I mopped like eight times today, and I got the fucking uh, CVS Lysol, my hand sanitizer, my, my, my Lysol wipes. 
I, I was trying to get this motherfucker COVID free. Make sure, you know, this is the place you can come to, ladies. Ladies, this is the place you can come to. And if you come to, you're going to come to. You hear me, ladies? I cleaned up. I even shaved my head. So, back to the topics. <laughs> All right, back to the topics. So, the exotics. 50 Cent and Lil Wayne did an interview together. Uh, well, Lil Wayne interviewed 50 Cent on Young Money Radio. And they in 50, in a small part of the conversation, but it was still part of it, just like a small part of August Alcina's conversation with Jada, a small part of 50 Cent's conversation uh, with Lil Wayne was um, uh, exotics, how we like the exotic women. He don't see those them normally in the hood. And he likes exotics. You know, sometimes they have their own cars. Their family's rich. They driving Ferraris. Not anything you could necessarily get in the hood. Um, I think that was misinterpreted for shit you can't get from black women. And in that regard, sisters, I'm going to stand with you. But in the regard that, like, he come from the hood and it happens to be black women there and the black women in the hood can't provide this, and that's kind of true. Um, but if he was making the statement about black women, I'm a rabbit shot. However, he said that, and I tried to defend it because you know it, you don't have no Ferrari. No, nobody watching this podcast right now got a Ferrari, so I'm like, eh, kind of true. But the sisters got together. Well, one sister made a post and said, "I'm tired of y'all," um, and they were also mad because he further stereotyped, he further pushed the narrative of the angry black woman. And that I kind of felt you want. I didn't think he did it intentionally, but it could have probably happened in the process. I'll give you that. So they, uh, a sister made a post said, I'm tired of these angry black men where the exotics at. And I was like, oh shit, she getting us back. And then I go to read the comments. Nigga! <laughs> Young. I put it to you this way. It became when, the exotic comedy hour. Yeah. Didn't it? <laughs> when, when, when black women are on this, on this shit, can't nobody touch them. They nigga, that was funny, hilarious, comedic, clever. Like, they killed it. Nigga, I went on the job and was like, I love y'all, my sisters. I love you. I love you. I love you. This shit funny as hell. They was like, oh, we love you too. We love you too. And I was like, and just for the record, I did an episode of my podcast about protecting black women. I love y'all. Here's my episode. And then, JB, they tore me up. That was like, exotic men don't make podcasts. Oh, shit. Exotic men don't have boy heads and beers. Like, oh, no. Exotic men aren't named now. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they just tore me up. But um, to me, it was in good fun. But I, I give it to them. They fried my fucking ass. And I like that. I, I like I like. I, I love that sense of humor. And, um... And they made a very good point. Um, you don't have to be exotic to have a Ferrari. You don't have to be exotic to be a good woman that doesn't complain. You don't have to be exotic to love your man. Like, you don't. And sisters, if that's how y'all took that, I'm going to apologize for not seeing it before. Um, and I'm just going to sh shout you out for handing it like G's. The ones that were able to make the jokes about it and talk shit about it, I respect you. I love you. You, you gangster. You more gangster than a nigga's going against you. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we got but, but, we got to be clear yeah. on this one, new. Um, you know, when in in trying to make that point about racial variety or cultural variety and how it can be refreshing in the context of a relationship, I think both men and women, um, particularly black men and women, make the mistake of speaking to exotic or things that they find attractive in whomever that partner was or those groups of people who they were interested in and attributing those to people outside of where they come from, right? And it can sound a little condescending when you say it. And it is condescending, quite frankly, um, because I have met a ton of exotic black women. And what I mean by exotic is basically what Weezy said in his comments. Oh shit, like you're doing shit I've never heard of. You've been to places I've never been to. You've got this look and this flavor and what and what and what is that perfume you're wearing? You know, those things are exotic to me, right? And it's I pretty agree. much I what agree. he was describing. You know what I'm saying? But I can understand how it can be looked at the wrong way. So like you said, I'm riding with the ladies. We have, to, we have to find a better way to describe that, you know, because it does exist. We're not gonna sit here and say it doesn't, but there's yeah. a better way to describe it so it's not condescending. Yeah, and, and black women is the most exotic motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah, I can get a black, let's say I like white women. I can get a black woman to look white. Let's say I like Asian women. I can get a black woman that looks Asian. Let's say I like, you know, Chinese women. No, well, not Chinese. Spanish women. I can get a black woman that looks Spanish. I dated a black woman that was uh, Dominican that was dark. She's probably the darkest woman I've ever dated. Sexy as hell. Shout out to you. I know you're about to get married, but um, I'm poly. You know, oh, holla at me. But that's neither here nor there, JB. Um, Julia, but, uh, oh, no, no, nothing. Sorry. Uh, I, I don't know where I came from. So my point is, any woman you want, you can find in a black woman. You want her to be assertive. It's a black woman for that. You want her to be submissive. It's a black woman for that. You want her to be the freakiest motherfucker ever. It's a black woman for that. You want her to be a nun. It's a black woman for that. Like, like, like I've never really felt the need to look outside of my race. I've been curious. I might have, you know, um, fucked a couple women outside of our race. But I don't think you have to go outside of the race to find what you're looking for. Unless what you're looking for is a woman that isn't of our race. And I, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't think that's 50. I don't. I know a lot of women do. I don't. But I'm not going to speak for him because I'm not him. I'm going to speak for me. I want a black woman. And I know that whatever I like, I can get it from a black woman. And, and I, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm with it. And sisters, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with you. But I also got to put your feet to the fire on certain things. We'll get to that in a minute. But just because I'm putting your feet to the fire don't mean I'm not riding with you. It don't mean I don't love you. It don't mean I'm not in the struggle with you. It don't mean that I'm not um, stepping up to protect you because I'm doing that too. But if I don't hold you accountable, I'm not making you better. I'm not contributing to your growth. If I just go, everything you do is right, and I'm just going to, like, I'm not building you up. I'm not making you better. And I need a healthy mentally, physically, spiritually healthy woman to be by my side. And if I don't hold you accountable, I make you worse. If I don't make you better, I make you worse. Period. So I'm going to hold your feet to the fire in this next topic. 
and some of you aren't going to like it. But if I don't make you better, I literally make you worse. And I'm, I'm not willing to do that. I love y'all too much. I, I love y'all too much. And a lot of our sisters, yeah, like, speak up. I talk to you. I ask you questions. I build with you. And I try to find the right way to do things. But I can't absolve you of any wrongdoing because we've done wrong. Like It's like black men fucked up, so black women get away with everything. Like, fuck no. I don't even say it apologetically. Fuck no. You fuck up too. And it's time to have those conversations. We took black men to task two weeks ago. And then three weeks ago, we did a whole episode on Chicago, the black men killing each other in Chicago. So I'm not the, like, Black Lives Matter, but you're not talking to black men when they kill people. You're only talking to white people. No, nigga. We talk to black people, too. Yeah. We talk. Well, go ahead. Well, and, and allow me to point this out because you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, we took this whole black man, <laughs> black woman uh, dichotomy, and we looked inwards first, right? We looked at mm -hmm. we looked at black men first. We looked at ourselves first, and we openly acknowledged where we have not stood up and done the things that we need to do. We actually, literally, have also done so within the context of this conversation, the whole exotic thing, right? Um, and I think that's a key thing to point out with this next topic. This is a conversation, right? A conversation involves both listening and talking. Um, we here on the kickback, <clears throat> on a pod named Kickback, have been listening. And now it's time for us to do a little talking about this dichotomy, because it's really, really important for both sides to be understood. Hold up, no we not. We are not about to trash Jada. No, for the record, I met Jada. I sat down, like Jada was my, for those of you who know how I feel about Ashanti, Tracy Spencer was the first one. It was Tracy Spencer, Where and it was Jada, yeah, and and then it was Ashanti, well, then it was Sierra, Sierra, Curry Hilson, then Ashanti. But Jada, one of my peoples, we not trashing Jada. Absolutely not. I'm, nah, and I, I think from, uh, that's weird. I think some of our sisters have a predisposed nature. Like I know where this is going. No, you don't. Because I'm not like all them other niggas. And JB not like all them other niggas. Nope. So this ain't where that's going. We different. We special. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm being honest. Like, we not them. We different. Yeah. We, we Avengers, nigga. We special. We the Avengers. We not them. So this isn't going to be a bash Jada moment. We're going to ask some questions. But it, like, what fuck we going to bash Jada? Like, I don't hate black women. I don't look for opportunities to bash you. I look for opportunities to educate, to enlighten, and to understand, and to be taught. I never look for an opportunity to bash y'all. That ain't what it is here. That ain't what a partner in kickback ever been about. JB? Nah, I mean, so I, you know, as we, and let's just get into it after this, New, but, you know, as you listen to what we're saying, you'll hear the tone of what we're saying and the encouraging nature of these comments, because it is really not without, it's not meant with hate at all. Now, in the context of what we say, there is going to be anger, because real talk, like, some of this shit makes us angry. It, it's just that simple. Um, but... It is said with the spirit of love and encouragement and 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 dialogue, you know. 
Yeah. And we're going to leave with love. So, brothers, we love you. Sisters, we love you. This is going to be a love conversation. This ain't going to be, I'm going to point out some things, but I'm not going to point my fingers. And I'm going to acknowledge some down, some things on myself. But I'm not going to point my finger at myself either. This is a love conversation. Fuck that shit. We're not doing that no more. This is a love conversation. So I love you. And I have happened to notice some things <laughs> that I didn't love about you. <laughs> so um, with the exotics, as we move into the Will and Jada conversation, with the exotics, um, I thought the sisters handled it with grace for the most part. I thought they stood strong for the most part. And I thought they enlightened people with their humor. And sometimes you can't go, you fucked up, you made me mad. Ah! Sometimes that doesn't work. And sometimes you got to realize, what is your goal? Is your goal to enlighten black men? Or is your goal just to bitch and complain at black men? And I think the sisters this time was like, let's give them a taste of their own medicine. Let's enlighten them. Let, let, let's, 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 let's show them how stupid this is. And when you did that, I sat there and went, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are stupid. We're stupid men. We're, yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, it worked. You did it. But if you had came at us like, fuck you, motherfucker, you always doing shit and you never do nothing. Then my initial defense is going to be, let me tell you what you don't do. Since you want to complain, I got complaints too. And I think that's, um, that is what I'm going to get into right now is the notion that because of how badly we have fucked up as black men, and we have, uh, I admit it, we have fucked up, we have let y'all down, we have not done what we should have done in a lot of situations. I'm embarrassed by it, I'm ashamed of it, and it makes me cringe because I don't even want to admit it that much. But we have let our sisters down. It's not really a way to get around that. It's really no way to smooth it over. We have fucked up. We have not been accountable. And we have not been what you needed. And most discouraging is we haven't protected you. And I know that. And I own it. And I apply it to my everyday life. So I can hold my head up and say, I have been doing what I need to do. And I speak to all my brothers, and I know that they can say the same thing. But I am not dumb. And thinking me and my eight friends represent the world. So I know we're still fucking up. You know what I'm saying? I know it's more than us eight that's doing the right thing. But I'm not stupid. I know it's not enough. And I'm sorry for that. For real. And I, JB, I, I how do you feel about that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh you know, manhood manhood for me is a day-to-day commitment. It's something that you wake up and you say to yourself when you look in the mirror in the morning, right? Um, so despite the fact that I have always endeavored to protect the women in my life, despite the fact that I have always endeavored to be respectful and courteous and honor and, and honestly love, openly and actively love the women in my life, be they romantic or otherwise, I know that day to day that that's not enough because simply put we're black we're in a disadvantaged position so 
there needs to be more. There needs to be more that is done. It's not just about protecting the women who are close to me, who are with me, or who are associated with me. It's about protecting the black women that I feel need to be protected or I see need to be protected. And that's something that I can do, something that I can commit to. And so I do that. And that is where I'm trying to take a step forward. This is about stepping forward, right? Um, and some of the ways that we can step forward new is if we do a better job of communicating with each other as a people, you know? I absolutely agree, JB. I want to get to some of the comments. Um, and I, I think I, I, I get it. Um, Patty laughing at us and said, we was at the red table. Um, uh, Les says she loves us. We love you too, Les, of course. That's family. Uh, Burger said, not me, nigga. Fuck that. Um, I've raised two black women, I'm married to one, and I've been protecting black women forever. But, um, Jer uh, Jeremy say, fuck that, when our people fuck up, we, we bash them. If we can't bash ourselves, who can we bash? And um, I wanna, I wanna um, and effective communication is key, Randy said that. So I wanna say, um, I know that those of us who are doing the right thing are doing the right thing because we know that. The problem is, is so many other black men who aren't doing the right thing. Now, I'm not going to play a game of percentages. You know, I'm not going to say, well, 90% of us doing it right and 10% doing it wrong, or 10% doing it right, 90% doing it wrong. I'm not going to play that game. What I'm going to acknowledge is everybody ain't us. And there's a lot of black men, I don't know what the percentage is, that, but they aren't doing the right thing, JB. No, no, they're not. And that has to be acknowledged because every, like, like Burger, for exa example, you're married to one black woman, you're raising two black women. That's three. It's millions of black women on the earth. And they don't all have a burger. Not a burger, like eat a burger, but his name is Burger. <laughs> and they all don't have a new, you know what I'm saying? You know how many black women would love to have the orgasms I give? It ain't a lot of me around. I, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, I'm, I'm serious, but I'm playing. No, I'm serious about the orgasms I give. I'm playing about using that as an example. Because, ladies, my inbox. <laughs> anyway, you know how many women, <laughs> how many women would love to have a gangster geek? There's only one JB. Yeah. And, and I think that's the point is our sisters are going, we appreciate you few brothers or you lot of brothers that do it, but all of us don't get one of you. And I think that's the point. And that's where I ride with the sisters because they're like, we're not like, kudos to you. Where can I find another you? And we don't come a dime a dozen, unfortunately, not yet. Sisters, I promise you, if we keep having this conversation, we maybe we do come a dime a dozen. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, whatever makes sense. But um, I'm going to keep having a conversation until I think we converted enough niggas to men that you all can have your own great black man. And I know that, I don't know how that sounds. And it's not like, oh, this nigga. But I'm sincerely being honest. That is sincerely my goal, Jimmy. Yeah. And um, part of that, part of that, <clears throat> part of that process, though is um understanding that JB hold up go ahead 
this is the question we always get caught on, and yeah. we used to get stuck here. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, put it on the screen for me, please. Yeah, go ahead. Burger say, why should I be held accountable for them? Um, Burger, I will be honest with you. I have said that 80,000 times, and I've been offended. I've been felt deeply wounded by women who address all black men the same way and said, you, like, the black women in our lives, they can't walk to their fucking car without an escort for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the black women in my life don't, they are protected and they feel protected and they know they're protected. And that in my life with me, JB, Jeremy, who's out here, F who's out here, our billions who's out here, our Atlanta crew, the black women in our lives feel more than protected. Uh, for example, speaking specifically, um, you know, we used to have uh, uh, co-hosts on our show all the time, women mm -hmm. co-hosts. And in the winter, the show would go into the night. It'd be dark out in the parking lot. Um, none, of, none of those women ever went to their cars without accompaniment, without somebody watching them, making sure that they got to the car safely and that they got the car started and they were on their way safely. Simply put, because it's dark out there and... I don't like so what if I live in a safe neighborhood like I I I couldn't have it on me that you know my not providing that modicum of protection didn't see you know my ladies you know on their way safely just simple as that Factory. simple simple things even like if it's that. a game night mm -hmm. or like whatever it was um we, we made an extra point to protect women and when they come at us saying we don't feel protected by black men I'm like well, I can't speak for the whole race, but you know when you and me, JB, F. Jeremy, you know you safe then. However, Burger, they not with us all the time. They're with other black men. Your wife and daughters are with other black men and during the day, and they might not feel protected by them. They might feel protected when they get back around you, but they ain't around you 24-7. And I think that's what the sisters are saying. It ain't about, it's not a slight at what you do. It's a slight at what happens maybe when they're not around you. And Patty, all right, y'all, tell me when I'm wrong. I'm looking at the comments. Tell me when I'm wrong. But I think that's what they're saying. And I want to read um, something here, JB. Um, yeah, I just put it up from on Patty. the screen. Too. Don't from Patty? Yeah. Okay, she says, protection includes talking to male friends about behaviors that are harmful to women, holding other men in your circle accountable to the women in their lives, not laughing when young boys drop them in dumpsters, smacking us in the face with skateboards, protecting your female friends without attacking it, without attaching it to sex. That's just the start. That's not the entirety. That's the beginning. And, um... Patty, um, I've known Patty for years. I think we've gotten closer lately, but I've known Patty for years, and I would, I would hope that she knows she's safe with me. I think she does, but who, like, we don't know. Like, we don't know how our sisters feel for real. We we assume these things, and then we beat our chest on it, but we could be dead as wrong. So, Patty, I'm giving you the opportunity to to say how you feel around me or any woman in my life that's in the comments. Naisha, I see you there. Randy, I see you there. How do you feel around me? And if y'all know JB, how you feel around JB? Um, 
because I don't want to assume shit. I don't want to be like, I'm Mr. Perfect. I do. Like, nah, hold me accountable. I'm willing to put my feet to the fucking fire because this is something that's important. So if I'm not doing a good enough job, I'll do better. But I want to know how y'all feel about you know that, our interaction. And this is a safe space because I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put myself on on the on the firing squad. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a conversation that needs to be had, and um, we're gonna have it. That's what we do. A part ain't kickback. The black CNN. So um, I think I bought us enough time to get to some of their answers, and we'll see. You know, I think they'll be coming up shortly. Um, as they're typing their answers, hopefully, I want to um address one thing before we move on. And that is um, it, during the uh, the jokes of the exotics, and, and you're not exotic if you got a black man named exotic if you got a beard. Black man not exotic if you got a podcast. Black man not exotic because they asked you for $50. All them jokes, um, it came up that, uh, shit, lost my shit of thought. Black, the, the exotic, the black man, damn, JB, I totally lost my thought. But it was uh, the argument about the exotics and the black men. I got to figure out where I was at. The exotics and the black men. The black men being exotic and the sisters being exotic. And black men, the exotic thing. And we're not protecting shit. Let me see where the comments is at. What, what was I going, JB? You supposed, you supposed to know this shit, gangster geek. <laughs> uh, well, um, I think uh, I think where, well, I think think where you were going is just the the others the kind of other side to that um, yes and the other side is help me out oh uh, uh, our anger mm-hmm. our frustration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um yes thank you um and listening to all of that i started to think about the things that i i want to demand for my sisters the things that i need and when we did the show a couple of weeks ago, Protect Black Women, I told JB, this isn't the time for us to say what we want. This is the time to protect black women. We'll get to us later. Fuck us. We got to deal with the sisters now. And we spent most of the show still dealing with the sisters, which ain't a bad thing. I ain't complaining. I ain't throwing no shade. But we exist. We're here with you. We have feelings with you. And... Black women telling me that we are the white racist people of our race. Straight black men, mind you. Not gay black men, not transgender black men, only the straight black men. And then going on Black Lives Matter website and knowing that we're not mentioned. Black Lives Matter website says we are here to support transgender black men, uh, uh, women, uh, bisexual, gay, and all other black folks. How the fuck am I marginalized in the Black Lives Matter movement? How did a straight black man get erased from the books? We're the extra. We're here to protect trans black men and women, gay, bisexual, queer, and all other black folks. Oh, oh, black women and all other black folks. Who are the other black folks? The only thing left is black men. How did I get marginalized in my movement? What? I am the unknown, the unspoken person in the Black Lives Matter movement? 
straight as a straight black man? That's weird. That's fucking weird. Because it's us that's being killed disproportionately. Now they are attacking my transgender brothers and sisters. They are attacking my black women. They are attacking my LGBTQIA family. But we're the ones that's not mentioned? When it's why when is it started, that <clears throat> when it started with and when it started with us and um, the bulk of this, particularly when you talk about how this movement in and of itself um, started with police violence against a black man. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you look at where this movement started and you look at how this movement started with violence against black men and that sparked this sort of social revolution we're seeing right now. Um, I gotta be honest, uh, kickbackers, it's frustrating to be a black man and to be not spoken about on the forefront of this argument and this movement. Because when you talk about institutionalized racism, um, this, is, this isn't even a matter that's up for discussion. If you're talking about institutionalized racism, there is no group that has been oppressed more than black men have. And that statistic exists today. You can look at our poverty rate, you can look at our unemployment rate, you can look at our imprisonment and incarceration rates, you can, <laughs> you can look at the prevalent amount of violence that is done in the streets, and it all hits one demographic group first and foremost before any other. Um, I want I want to um just shed a little bit of light on um the the question that I asked. Um, and I used to say I've always been comfortable around you. You accept accountability for fuck shit, even if you aren't even if you aren't the one participating, and you speak up for us often. I appreciate you saying that, and I hope that I really do it. And I appreciate you saying it. Um, and and Z Z agreed. Patty said, um, she never understood why the Black Lives Matter website bother people because the Black Lives Matter organization was started by a black LBGTQIA community. So they centered centered who they felt was under underserved and you know it was started by lesbians. Um let's see what Ari says, look we get it, you want to be included on a website, but baby, y'all are beyond included. Y'all are forever protected and defended by me at least. The violence started against black men with the police, with the slave patrol back in the 1800s. That was Randy. And I, uh, Ari, um, sisters, all my sisters, all my family, thank my tribe, you. Thank I you. love you. I thank you. I appreciate thank you. you. I want to say those that words. first. Yes. Um, now I want to talk some shit. All right. Love you to death. But uh, you saying you defend us is like when, when black men say, well, I ain't doing shit wrong to black women, so I defend you. So why you complaining about black men? It's others, baby. It's the same thing. It's why I made the caveat. I know what I do for my sisters, but I also know my brothers is bullshitting. That's why I said that, because I know what I do, and my sisters on the post agree. But I know other black men are bullshitting, so I don't take that much of a, a, a posture stance. Okay, we know what you're doing, but what are all the other black women doing? Hold them accountable like you want me to hold black men that's on that bullshit accountable. You haven't learned to hold others accountable. Yeah, you're doing everything right. Great. 
good for you. What's every other black woman doing? Yeah, that's and, a big, and, and, yeah. and that's what my sisters, mm-hmm. I love y'all, taught me and taught JB. J, am I speaking for you? I, I oh, no, be, you're, you're speaking they, exactly for me. And I was going to add to that and say, you know, um, uh, Patty delivered a perfect answer in terms of how to hold other black men accountable. But within the entire context of that, um, that perfectly delivered message patty was you know when you see something say something when you hear something say something when you see this act being perpetrated by others say something y'all are y'all are around other women who piss on black men all the time who shit on us in conversation who talk about what this nigga did and what that nigga did and this that and the third we would ask that you do us the same honor and provide us with the same protection literally protection that you are requesting of the us in those scenarios because that's when the mindset that's when and where the mindset gets changed that's when the narrative starts to get a little different and move in a more positive direction burger said you better have said that shit new because you just told me that the same thing the other day <laughs> bravo sir hey burger I'm I'm, I'm I'm strive to always keep it a buck and sometimes I might fall short. And when I do, y'all call me out. But I'm going to try to always keep it a buck. That's why I think our podcast has the numbers it has. That's why I think we're in the households we're in. Because right or wrong, we're going to be honest. And if you correct us, we'll stand corrected. Yep. I'm, my goal ain't to be right. My goal is to be correct. And I think... Say that I, again. No, no, say that again, That's Nune. our goal. Yeah, say, I, that, I, is that fair? Say, say that again, News. Say our it goal again. isn't to be right. It's to be correct. Yes. So if I say some shit that's dumb and you correct me, I'm switching. <laughs> my goal ain't to be the right nigga. I'm, I'm right. I know everything. That ain't my goal. My goal is to be correct and honorable. All right, thank you, you know what I'm saying? Comment, you know, that's the least you can do and what you already do. That's why we love you and that's why we respect you as one of our strong black women. You know what I'm saying? That's why she can be one of my wives. Uh, well, we're we going to move on. Let's not even dwell into that. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to these topics. Um, but I do want to say um, before we leave this topic, sisters. Some of us know how bad we fucked up. We do. Some of us don't. And we are the ones who have no who realize our fuck ups. We're trying to educate the others. And it's an ongoing process. And we know it's not easy for you because you're like, well, 12 niggas over here know it, but 30 niggas over here don't. So we still going through the bullshit. I'm sorry for that. We're sorry for that. But we're 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 working. And we are continuously doing the work. What I ask of you, and this is a big ask. So everybody, hold on to your seats. Hold on to your bonnets and your clits. Get, get ready, because I got a big ask. Now, I don't have a big ask. Like, I gotta, like I'm J-Lo. I got a big ask with a K at the end. Y'all motherfuckers always trying to make some funny jokes. My big ass car is... <laughs> is know that a lot of us are trying and know that you got to check some of your sisters too because black women weren't born, well, they might have been born perfect, but the world has jaded them. 
And so a lot of sisters don't know how jaded they are. And if you're not jaded, educate the ones who are. And if you are jaded, do the work to not be jaded. So that when we do have the real conversation, I'm not having it with someone that's not mature enough to have it. I'm not having it with someone who's not evolved enough to have it. Because I'm ready to have it. I need for my sisters to be ready too. And sometimes when you've been done so wrong, you feel so entitled that you're not willing to do the work. No, you did me wrong. I ain't done it. You did me. I ain't done it. We ain't getting nowhere with that. You need to reach a level of emotional maturity where you can have that conversation and admit your fault and admit the black woman's fault and I admit the black man's fault and then we get to the next level, which is bliss, harmony, polyamory. I want to say, <clears throat> I want to say out loud, you know, I really respect the comments <laughs> that um, the ladies are giving us um, on the on the chat line here. You know, I'm I'm hearing a lot of you know, uh, personal encouragement in terms of, yes, that's what we do. We do speak out on y'all's behalf. Yes, we do defend black men. And I know you ladies do because I've heard you do it. You know what I'm saying? But I also love the acceptance and the acceptance of the challenge. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm also seeing that. I, um, yeah, I'm just reading the comments. I, 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 I don't have a comment. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that I'm reading them. I'm seeing what y'all are saying. Go ahead, JB. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, for example, uh, Patty saying, you know, that women do speak out on behalf of black men and hold others accountable. There's a whole derogatory term for women who I don't know who center men. The pygmies. The pygmies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> they've been been getting called the pygmies. I hear that, but then she also turned around and said, "But I hear you. Like we're saying, it's not enough." So we appreciate those comments for sure. Absolutely. Um, and I will say this. Um, I know it's not easy. And I don't expect you to be perfect. I'm going to love you regardless. And that's not just to the black women in my life that are on this post. That's the black women in general. I'm going to hold you accountable. But I'm going to love you and protect you regardless. You don't lose love. You don't lose protection because you don't see my point or because you haven't quote unquote and I, I don't want to sound condescending but quote unquote evolved to where I want you to be you still got my love you still got my protection we'll figure this shit out later am I right JB? yeah absolutely right because at the end of the day we're family and that's what it is and family sticks together moves together and stays together and that's what we need to understand about ourselves as a, as a people especially now in order for us to keep moving forward yeah, and JB emphasized especially now because we're getting into our what the fuck story of the week. And that is Atlanta being rolled back to phase one and a lot of the country needing to roll back to phase one with this COVID-19. And um, y'all, everybody on here knows me. Y'all, everybody who's listening to this podcast know I'm scared and I'm afraid, and I'm running from COVID, and, and I, you know, me and JB wouldn't see each other for months because of this shit, and even sitting here now, I'm like, 
move over a little bit. I don't know what's going on. But we, we, we have decided, you know, our COVID, what you call it, JB, the, the our COVID, COVID pod. Our COVID pod. Tell them what our COVID pod is. Yeah, COVID pod is just a group of people that you've seen. Every You know, everyone's either been tested or you've been around them for weeks now. Um, and nobody's come down with any symptoms. You understand people's social habits and their work habits. You know where they're going day to day, where they're not going. So you feel comfortable enough being around them. And so we've got a COVID pod. Me, mm-hmm. you, my kids, you know, the kids' mom, a few other folks, Jeremy, um, you know, just a, a very small group of people. And we're able to get together and do stuff. And that's about it even still. When we see each other, it's like, where you been, nigga? What you been right, up to? Right, <laughs> right, hey, You You been around with Z? You been around Aisha? I don't know. I got to check. I'm playing. <laughs> don't beat me up. Don't beat me up. I'm playing. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, um, it is serious, and I, I can get up and show you all my mask. And matter of fact, I think I will. JB, tell them uh, about how Mama Maya contracted COVID. Well, not how she could, but that she got it, and tell them about the changes we need to make. I'm gonna go get all my COVID shit so they can okay. see it. <clears throat> so, um, Mayor Bottoms uh, said um, in a in a press release that she is declaring that the city of Atlanta, Atlanta is going back to wow. Sorry for that. Um, we, we are going back to phase one in terms of Atlanta's opening. What that means is by going back to phase one, that means. That means that eat-in businesses and um, and takeout businesses are now going to be closed again. Um, that means that certain offices, um, except for where they're considering people essential, are now going to be closed once again. Um, so we're kind of going back to where we were in April again. Um, this is scary because the reason why this is happening is because shit has just gotten so batshit right now in Atlanta and particularly in the South. Unfortunately, social distancing and proper protection has become a political device now. And this is the offshoot of that. This is the outcome of that. Because whether or not you wear a mask, whether you or not you social distance now determines whether you support Donald Trump or some or uh, or Biden or a Democrat. Now people are not wearing their mask, and the outcome of that is people are starting to get sick again. People are really getting sick in Georgia, and it's bad. And so now here comes New with his hazmat suit and his and his and his you know so, his yeah. detox chemicals and. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Inspector New, do you want to break down what's what's going on break here? Down some things here, JB. <laughs> so I have my, my hazmat mask. I have N95 mask as well. But I also got this young, the, the face shield. Uh, make sure JB don't be saying nothing. We spit in my face and give me the, 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 the COVID. But this is the closest thing I find a Lysol. This is CBS brand, CVS's brand of Lysol. Let me go ahead and spray this shit out here. Make sure we safe, JB. Um, we got the, the Lysol wipes. Make sure we use those on everything. We got hand sanitizer. You can spray this shit in your hand. Hold your hand out, JB. Let me spray it. Spray it. Boom. We got hand sanitizer you can spray. It has moisturizing effects. We got Germex hand sanitizer. You can use that shit. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we're making sure we safe. 
And um, we're making sure we're doing everything that we need to do to make sure that we're safe. And if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook, you can see the mask I got on. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, you can't see the mask. But they can hear that shit. You, can you probably sound hear like it. Darth Vader. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. Hey, Z, do not come knocking on my door. I'll shoot you. I'm just saying. I, I just put it out there. Just let you know. Damn. I, you know, I, I don't take call Andre three thousand. Outcast had a song. You better call before you come. <laughs> don't be just knocking up out the blue. <laughs> the particles floating under the shield don't make me get my N95 mask. Then 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 I'll be looking. Then you will never hear me. I ain't gonna do that on this episode because if I had the mask on and the shield, niggas would hear shit out of You sound like when I when I be having a shanty face in the pillow. I'm like, wouldn't hear shit. All I hear is daddy. Never mind. Moving on. I was thinking more um, Kenny from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on. Um, uh, we are back in phase one. Now, our Don't Be Dumb Award goes to JB's prom date. Um, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. Yeah, JB's prom date, Kelly Loeffler, who is the senator-elect for Atlanta, who is also owner of the Atlanta Dream WNBA team. Now, JB, when you were dating her, did, did you know she was racist? I don't know that chick, young. You think, don't be, don't be spreading them lies about me. So you're admitting? So oh, oh, so you don't know her, JB? No, I don't know her oh, at all. Oh, oh, well, the Atlanta Dreams WNBA team's co-owner has said she's not supporting Black Lives Matter. Now we know how I felt about it. I just told you guys I don't think Black Lives Matter was for us, and Patty even said it wasn't. It wasn't created for us. So that organization is a little uh, to me. However, the slogan, I'm rocking with all the way. And and listening to what she said, I'm like, eh, shut up, bitch. You get the Donald Don't Be Dumb Award. Yeah. I mean, and she basically. Her players may not play for her, JB. Well, yeah. I mean, she's basically, because um, those of you who have been living under a rock may not know that the, the WNBA proposed allowing, um, similar to what the NBA is uh, saying that they're going to do, allowing players to provide their own means of personal expression mm -hmm. on their warm ups and their equipment when they come out um, to greet the fans um, yeah. before the start of the game. Um, she is saying that she is totally against this. She doesn't want this to happen. And it just sounds really insensitive and stupid because she's saying that she doesn't want to divide the nation along political lines with this expression. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The nation is actually united behind this expression for the most part. The fucking assholes who aren't are the idiots who are stopped up on stupid political bullshit. And, yep. and that's really just what it is. Is. Like you need to get on the good on the good train this time and shut the hell up. It's just that. Simple. That's right, Kelly Loeffler. You lost her. You lost fleur. You lost fur. You don't have a fur coat anymore, Kelly. My God, this the guy. Fuck? This guy. Um, this I gotta take this shit off. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't you really do. You really do. Let me take a sip and then I'll get back to the show. Um, also, is going to uh, uh, Donald Dumby Dumb Ward also goes to Christian Cooper. Now, Christian Cooper 
is the black man who was bird watching. I remember him and JB was in the in, in the forest. It was weird that it was two black men together, but whatever. They went in the forest bird watching, and this white heifer decided to show up and call the police and as a threat, you know, I'll get you killed by calling the police. And he has decided to not press charges or be a part of the not an investigation, but the the legal process. The legal to, process. Yeah, um, this is this is short sighted. Um, he's saying that you know she's been through enough on social media, but that's the point, you asshole. She hasn't, and other women just like her are going to do the same fucking thing if we just say, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay, white lady. Mm-hmm, I know you were scared. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. I know you feel sad now. No, fuck that. No, fuck that. No, no, she needs to." Be she, you need to press charges because this is slander and she puts your life at risk. But she knew what the fuck she was doing. Who gives a fuck if she, like, I could go out here and drive drunk and, and, and hurt somebody, run somebody over and kill them. It don't matter how many goddamn tears I shed. That person is still hurt. What she was about to do to you was still going to hurt. God forbid a cop did come. Because it wouldn't have stopped there, my G. I promise you that. Fuck are you talking about right now? Right. Like, Ari and Patty hurt me. like a goddamn coon. Yeah, yeah. Just like Ari and Patty hurt me. I'm pressing charges against On Mother's podcast. Whoa. Boom. Whoa. Pressing charges. Charges. Okay, but, I mean, moving on, um. Interesting. That didn't make sense, but I said it. So no, I did. I was, I was confused. I did. I didn't understand at all what you were saying. See, you didn't understand what I said because I used too many big words. The mellifluism of the intricacies of the time, and if you, if you, if we sedate the penetration, um, I, I said I had a hat on, y'all would know I was imitating Ti. Or if I had a hat cocked up, uh, Memphis Bleak style. <laughs> but the king of the south, one of my favorite rappers, has been challenging one of my favorite rappers, the king of Jamaica Queens, 50 Cent. And T.I. has been saying, bring me the bully. He said, I got a better catalog than 50. I want to battle 50 in a battle on a versus. Like, you know, me and JB have done the versus battles. I think we did T.I. and, G- and Rick Ross yes. and yes. 50 in game or some shit. Yeah. But um, we didn't put them two together. We didn't put 50 and T.I. together. No, we did not. And that's what T.I. is asking for. He won 50. And uh, 50 responded like, this nigga T.I. smoking that same shit that he gave Pookie in New Jack City. But real nigga shit, Clifford Harris, T.I.P., the king of the South, I think he'll be 50. I think he would destroy 50. <laughs> I think he would destroy 50. I think it wouldn't be a contest. <laughs> and, and, and that's what a lot of people here in Atlanta are saying. I think it would be a, a better contest than what you think. But I think T.I. going to win. T.I. Is, is in my top three favorite rappers of all time. That doesn't mean top three best. That means my personal favorites. Um, but 50 like in my top 10. So I ain't shitting on 50. I just think the Kang would put in that work. I like my beat down low, down low, down low. ASAP, ASAP. You will know me, what you know about that. Live your life. Like, I I, I think T.I. would beat 50. And I think that 
Fifty doesn't want to, and you know what's weird? I was like, Fifty came out way before Ti. Fifties get rich of that trying, and Ti's trap music, both of the seminal albums. Even though Ti had one album before, and Fifty had albums and mixtapes before, their seminal projects dropped the same year. Oh, okay, I did not know that. Um, now they had a little bit of history before those projects, but their seminal projects, the projects that mattered, both dropped in two thousand three. Um. And I'm rolling with the king, man. 50, I love 50. So I want 50 to get in the battle and defend his honor. I just don't think he's going to win. Yeah, I think, it'll, I think it'll be a worthy show. I mean, I really do. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it happen, dude. I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. All right, say so when 50 play Baltimore, love thing, come on. What to y'all finna play? Uh, how about you don't know me? How about she a freak, though? How about 24s? How about why you want to go and do that? How about what's up? What's happening? All you haters can get at me. What about swagger like us? Swagger like us? Swagger like us? Oh, it's some shit. All right. Don't be dumb. Don't, don't get the Don't Be Dumb Award. See, I got some shit. I cut off the comments by accident. Ooh. Now, I will say this. When 50 plays many men, it's a win. There's not a T.I. song I think that can beat many men. He's going to win that round. But that's one round, Nisha. <laughs> we got 19 more. But many men beats every song T.I. going to play. I think. I think it beats every song. I'm going to be honest. Um, let's see. Midnight of Damn, many men. In the club. In the club is another, I think, that, that's an automatic W. But Candy Shop. No, 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 no. Candy shop ain't a definite. T.I. play, uh, what you know about I that? What about you know about that? that? Yep. Um, or he play uh, ASAP, 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 or you don't know me. Those are going to beat everything else in 50 catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything else, but it, the majority of everything else. But I, do, I will admit, many men in the club, what up, gangsta? These are 50 songs that I think are automatic wins. Maybe 21 questions. But it, uh, after that, it gets sketchy. Because if T.I. play What You Know About That, what 50 going to play? If T.I. play Live Your Life, what 50 going to play? If T.I. play You Know Me, what 50 going to play? If T.I. play I think big things popping. Fifty could probably get them on some shit with that. Maybe um, bring them on, bring them out. Like Tip got some shit. Yeah, he does. He got some yeah, shit. He, he got some hits in there. I mean, that's why he's the king of the south, though. Wankster. Okay, in my hood, I do like this song. Oh, um, bitch, get in my car. See, I'm not a Fifty hater, so I love Fifty. So I will admit, Fifty got some shit. But I think T.I. will win that battle. Like. 11 to 8. No, it would be 10, 10, 11, 9, 12, 8. Yep. I think T.I. will win the 12, 8. Okay. That, 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 that's my thoughts. If it happens, because 52 busy throwing chairs and niggas out at, at the restaurant to do the fucking battle. I, well, allegedly, I'm not going to say he did it. 50 was allegedly in New York on videotape 
throwing chairs at niggas that was videotaping him. I can't confirm or deny it was him, but I saw the video, JB. It was just like two days ago, nigga. So was it him? I can't confirm or deny, JB. <laughs> so it was him. <laughs> and nigga got all up in the camera. Looking like R. Kelly when R. Kelly was in the camera. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> bring, bring. Is this 50? Is this, is this Curtis? Yeah, yeah. Well, you want my social security number? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Come on, 50. And then 50 was about, this is fake news. <laughs> Nigga, we saw the video. We saw your steroid ass. Nigga, we know who the fuck you is. Um, new music, our orgasm segment. Um... Summer Walker's new EP dropped. I dig it. Uh, my boo Snow Allegra dropped a little single. I like that jump. And we got to get back into uh, two artists that dropped some crazy shit, JB. It wasn't this week, but before. Oh, and Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. His new album came out. That's decent. Mm. Not really my flavor. I don't think JB flavor because we're a little older. Right. But, you know, respect to him, love him, and rest in peace, and shout out to your family. Yeah, I hope your family does well by it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, Ro Jane's R&B album, that's some, that's a, that, that's some panty-soaking R&B, JB. Uh, I'm going to play that shit tonight. Uh, well, no, nobody's coming over tonight. I'm not playing it tonight. I'm, I'm going to play it, though. Um, And then... Podcast playlist every week. We updated with new songs, you know. And um, I'll just give you a quick rundown of the first ten songs. I'm not gonna bore you, but I want you guys to know that our playlist on Apple, Title, or Spotify is like the best music playlist you can have. So song one, oh, it's me. Go figure. Red cups and rillos. Then we got a uh, pop smoke. Rest in peace. But yeah, yeah, we got West Side Gun featuring Stove God Cooks. Jose Canseco, we got the uh, Hamilton uh, music, My Shot, from the Hamilton play on Disney Plus right now. We got Snow Allegra, Down For Your Love, Summer Walker, My Affection, Lil Baby, The Big Picture, Meg Thee Stallion, Girls in the Hood, Saweetie, Tap In, Jack Harlow, featuring Baby, uh, featuring The Baby, Lil Wayne, and Tory Lanez. With what's popping, Juice World conversations, Wale moving different, Gucci featuring Young Nudie and Twenty One Savage, Nasty and Meek Mill and her with Other Side of America and I Can't Breathe. Those are the first ten songs. Kickback playlist on Apple, Spotify, or Title. What more can you ask, man? Get in and turn up with us, man. It's a great playlist. It's drive time music after you listen to the podcast in the morning. It's that after work groove music, man. Yep. It's It works for every spot, you know. You just pop it on, clean your house, pop it on while you're playing disc golf. Pop it on, man. It's, it's a good look. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I will, uh, next week, we're going to play out some songs. 
But before we get out of here, and we're not done yet, but before we get out of here, we're doing a book club too. Well, actually, before we get to the book club, let's go out Netflix and chill. Yeah. I watched The Old Squad featuring Charlize Theron, number one movie on Netflix, and that shit was pretty dope. Um, it's about a, I'm not going to tell you shit. It was good. <laughs> go fucking watch it. Um, JB, have you seen, what have you, what have you watched? Um, actually haven't watched very much TV at all because I got caught up in the frenzy that was Hamilton last week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Like, um, you know, most of the time when I'm watching TV, I'm not really paying attention anyway. I'm doing other shit. So I, most of the time I was just throwing on Hamilton and kind of reabsorbing that material. Did It did induce me to go back and watch a few more documentaries on Alexander Hamilton himself. There's some great ones on YouTube. One of them that actually interlaces different songs and components from the actual musical itself. Um, And there were also a couple of really, really good interviews. I saw uh, Stephen Colbert uh, interview the writer of Hamilton. And then um, John Oliver uh, interviewed the guy who played uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette. Um, Okay. So those were also really interesting because they talked about... they talked about how Hamilton's story. Yeah, and that, that's Lynn Manuel Miranda, the mm-hmm. gentleman who wrote the raps and the songs, mm-hmm. the play, the musical, the fucking historic moment of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. His name is, he's a Latino uh, brother, and it's Lynn Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those were really interesting. I encourage y'all to check that out. Um, if you know, if you're more interested in learning about Alexander Hamilton and about the show itself, actually. Yeah, man. Um, I loved it. I think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we um, did. Joyce, my we talked about early in the show. My aunt, Joyce, 81 years old. My mother, who raised me from age 11. Um, I was giving her my Disney pass for the longest, so she could you know, watch it, because she's been wanting to see it for years, and she didn't really know how to do it, and so I called Nikki, I called, you know, my sister Nikki, and like, Nikki, go help on just watch this shit, and then I just called me this morning and was like, nigga, I figured it out, I watched Hamilton, I was like, oh shit, it was great, I was like, hey, she's like, I ain't been asleep yet, and I was like, you ain't been asleep since Friday on Joyce, <laughs> you don't take your 81 year old ass to Put the uh, closed caption on the screen, cause you know it's rapping, so mm-hmm. she can't hear all the you know all mm-hmm. the words. Oh, just if you don't take your ass to sleep, goddamn it, <laughs> to be watching Hamilton and and fucking all this shit. <laughs> what if she came back and delivered you one of them lines? But but above, but but above, but above. Oh shit! <laughs> but our uh, Joyce was an actress and a yeah. singer. Yeah, that, oh, that, yeah. That's I, I remember that. I remember so that. She probably could. Um, shout out, shout out, on Joyce. Um, our book club thing of the week. So, guys, watch Hamilton. Watch uh, the what is it? The old squad. I'm watching the 100 diligently on TV on CW, and it's about. Um, I will tell you a little bit about this. It's about. Uh, they said. Uh, Christopher Columbus coming to America the first time, kind of. 
But um, they didn't know they would survive or not. They did survive. They wound up going to other planets. And it's a whole long story. It's a sci-fi thriller. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I would recommend it. It's on CW. Um, moving on from that is our book club. And we are doing book club. We told you guys for the month of July we're reading the book Contagious by Jonah Berger. Mm-hmm. It is a book about word of mouth and about marketing. It's a self-help type book. It's a book that can help you with your business. And we've been on that. If you've been paying attention, that's what we've been talking about the last two weeks. Do you have your LLC? Are you getting your LLC? Do you know how to get your LLC? What kind of business are you starting? Do you have a side hustle? Don't come out of the pandemic the same way you went in it. Oh, shit, that rhyme. I'm about to drop another album, JB. Just because I rhyme right there, new music coming. No breaks new, new to mayor. Produced by JB Frank. <laughs> Or she signed me up for this shit. I'm about to drop an album, JB. We, we about to drop an album. Read your album, nigga. Okay. So, um, Contagious, JB, I want you to take the lead on this one. Um, the book is very interesting uh, because, as New said, he, talk, he talks about how word of mouth um, can be a more fruitful vehicle for marketing than virtually any other. And he's absolutely right. Um, and he, he places these models, what we call case studies, when, when you're reading a book like this, to kind of illuminate those examples. The one mm-hmm. that jumped out at me, New, was the one where he talked about the two guys that started up the hot dog business in mm-hmm. New York in the village, mm-hmm. right? And this business started up, you know, New York has a culture where, you know, they love those classic hot dogs those classic frankfurters right um so they wanted to create like a high class establishment where people could go and get these great you know these great items and this that and the third and what they found is while they were doing well when they initially started using traditional means where the where the business really took off is where they made it more secretive where they made it more like a speakeasy that you had to like know about to get into they had a seat they created a whole secret entrance yep. to the building and everything it, it, it was, it was, uh, a telephone a booth, booth a, phone a booth. classic phone booth so, you know yeah, you go to the phone booth and then you get into this yeah so you had to have a special card that you put in the phone book in order to be let in so basically you were let in by invitation only it's that it sounds like a fucking sex club, doesn't it? No. It was a damn hot dog place, like a hot dog bar or something, some yeah. bullshit or whatever. But the business blew up, took off, was all over, all over everywhere. Everybody loved it. Um, and it talked about how the business grew its notoriety based on word of mouth. And they made it so it was the only exclusivity Mm -hmm. because everybody wasn't welcome everybody didn't know yeah you had to be in the in crowd yeah and that's how uh how i'll say that the name grew Mm -hmm. the reputation Mm -hmm. grew and you had to have it was it was invitation oh it was reservation only yeah so you had to call in at like 6 p.m on fridays in order to get in so at 6 p.m of course all the phones were busy so they had, had to hire extra people at 6 p.m. to answer the phones. You had to call, get your table. And if you were able, lucky enough to call and get your table, then you could come to the event. And that level of exclusivity raised its level of notoriety. Never lo- uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? The, the shit people want to do. It brand made, recognition. Brand recognition made it more popping um, because of all the steps you had to go through. And they didn't tell anybody. And they would give you a call at the end of your dinner, and you would have it, and you would go, I know I need to call next time. 
and you would either make it or you wouldn't make it. And the exclusivity, and that's what I do like right now, like in all the poly groups, the girls can't all have me, JB. It's I'm exclusive. So they be like, yeah, we want to fuck. No, he got the podcast. I'm like, oh, oh. you're going to have to watch to the end of the episode. And then at the end, I will give you a signal. And then you can, you know, you know I, JB, I, I'm, being honest. I'm being honest. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, the, the message kind of really hit home for, for two reasons. One, I mean, by doing that, you know, you don't spend all of that money on marketing, advertising, or, quote, sales, unquote. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You can invest that money into the quality of your products and the quality of the business. Um, you're dealing with a shorter inflow and outflow of traffic, so you're able to charge higher prices because yep. you've got guaranteed customers. They made reservations to get there, and they waited weeks to get those reservations. Mm -hmm. It also uses word of mouth as your primary vehicle for transmitting the message about your business, which has proven to be far more effective just because people have a tendency <laughs> to delve into the lanes of hyperbole when they describe something. And hey, this is JB, you have mastered the this nigga face. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder. I wonder why. Maybe because I. Maybe because I do it every goddamn Sunday, and I've done so for the past eight years. Yeah, I Man, have done it actually the last thirty plus years. Yeah, this, yeah. this is my brother. We've been together thirty plus years. Yeah, so that, he knows. Yeah, so that this nigga face. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's. All right, fix your eyes. I hope they get stuck that way. <laughs> Angry black woman. Oh, don't Lord. do that shit. Oh, oh, fuck us up, JB. Like, fuck us up. said that shit. Damn, that, was that, was that was JB. That was JB. That was me. That was me. That was me. Oh, oh shit. So the book contagious. It also talks about um, it's selling things, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I learned about the book from Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Um, and it talks about the hundred dollar cheesesteak. It was this very affluent restaurant, or still exists in in Philly, and um, they were trying to figure out how to take it to the next level. And they decided to have this Philly cheesesteak with all of these, you know, prime ingredients. And it was instead of being the regular steak, it was the prime steak. It was the the whatever the fancy steak mm -hmm. is, JB. All these fancy ingredients, and they charged a hundred dollars for it. And niggas was like, "Fuck you! I'm not paying a whoa. Wait a minute, maybe I do want this." Oprah had one. You know, a lot of the rappers had one. A lot of celebrities would go there to have just to taste a hundred dollar cheesesteak because of these elaborate ingredients. I wish I could think of it now. I want to say like it was the primest of steak and a little bit of lamb. It was like you know, it was where they could justify it being very expensive. Maybe not a hundred dollars, but because of everything they put into the, the cheesesteak, you would be like, I right, I pay sixty for that shit. You get all that. But they made a nice round number of 100. And it became a thing. Like when uh, Nipsey Hussle made his mixtape for $100, he got it directly from this book called Contagious by Jonah Berger. Um, so when we start making the podcast $100 an episode, y'all will understand. 
this guy. Y'all will understand. We we encourage you to join us in in reading the book. Um, the we are both reading the book uh, via audio book on audible.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so the book is approximately six hours and fifty minutes long. Um, it is a quick read. However, you know, uh, being that we prepare for the show and do a lot of other different things, we're taking this at a at a somewhat more measured pace. We're not ripping yeah. through this super, super quick, as you can tell. As we talk about this, these examples, we're still in the earlier stages of the book right now, but we'll right. delve more deeply as we move deeper through the book. So come along and join us. We'd love to hear about some of your comments about the book, those of you who are reading along with us. Yeah, and this is the book for July. So we will be on this book. Um, I'm almost done. I think JB's almost done. Mm -hmm. But we will be discussing this book the rest of the month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then next month, I pick this book. Next month, JB is picking the book. Mm -hmm. And that'll probably start August 9th or 10th. Mm -hmm. It's not an exact science. We're starting on the first. Right. So ride with us on Contagious by Jonah Berger for the next three, four weeks. And then we'll get into a, a fiction book that JB will pick for August. And then in September, I will pick another book. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're just trying to get you guys to read, man. And we know that everybody doesn't want to read these not these uh, self-help books that get you going. And everybody don't want to read that shit. Sometimes you want to read some good shit, some fun shit. And that's where JB's going to come in. JB's going to pick those. I'm going to pick the the, the Starts Your Business books. And JB's going to pick the Escape the World, Have Some Fucking Fun books. And then we might switch off. Let's I might totally pick a fantasy that. book and then you pick a self-help it. book. Absolutely. We're going to figure Absolutely. this shit out, y'all. We're doing it with y'all and we're going to figure it out. We just want to make sure we're reading. And that doesn't mean reading a book. You can do the audio book, which we both do in our car. Mm-hmm. JB is the one that hit me to listen to this in the car. Like, I was cleaning up today listening to Kevin Hart's book. I don't want to get into that because that's not one of our books of the week. But Kevin Hart does have a book called The Decision. It is good. And and just so you know, but our book this month is Jonah Berger, not Big Burger from Kennedy Street, but <laughs> Jonah Berger, the author, and that book is called Contagious, and it's about marketing skills and strategies, and since we're all getting our LLCs and we're all doing business, we should all be working on marketing. Mm-hmm. This is a great book for that, um, based you know from a pod named Kickback. To you, kickbackers. Yeah. Um, well, that was actually a pretty good segue. You talked well, about yeah, starting. Nice says she loved fantasy novels. So, JB, she's going to be paying more attention when you when you do next month's book. <laughs> so, that, that that's, that's that's great. And what else we got, JB? Um, let's see. We just ripped through book club. Um, real quick on sports news. Um, two Wizards did test positive for covid um, 19. Yeah. Um, this is starting to raise some trepidations about um, what's going to happen in terms of when the league uh, tries to do this whole isolated season that they've mapped out. You know, they've already spent a lot of bread putting this thing together new, but let's keep it a buck, man. More and more players are coming down positive day after day, like, you know, one or two sprinkle into the news every week or so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's still weird, man. It is, and, and they're, they're becoming quote-unquote detected because they can't get into the bubble without being tested. Mm-hmm. So they're getting tested, you're positive, you don't get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I 
think it could work because they're stopping people. But um, that's just a you know a microcosm of the, the the world that this amount of people are positive. Yeah, yeah, and I think the numbers going to grow up. I mean, go up. New, I I, re- I really do. Now, you know, thankfully, blessedly, these are extremely healthy, strong individuals. So I imagine that you know, as people come off of COVID or recover from the illness, they'll be able to rejoin their teams and rejoin the season or Mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Um, So I think they're going to be able to manage this thing. But, you know, it does start to raise those questions like, should we be doing this shit, you know, Mm -hmm. right now? Like, maybe maybe we should give it a... Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to sports talk radio the other morning and they were talking about the same thing with college football. And, you know, that's a big thing down here in the South, right? They were originally saying that they were going to start up sometime in September. Now they're like, "Mm, I don't know about that September shit. You know, maybe October is still, they still kind of hemming and hawing because football is a much more physical sport that involves a lot more people at the same time than back. Basketball yeah, does. and speaking of football, I had tickets to the Ravens-Cowboys game in Baltimore on December 3rd. I was going with my cousins and, and, and my, well, we my, my, going, I thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and my, my favorite model. <laughs> but the NFL has refunded our tickets, so we won't be going because it was like, here's your money back. We don't know what's going on. Sit your fucking ass down and wait. And if y'all fucked up me, Hanging with my favorite Baltimore model with this COVID shit? Oh, it's going to be trouble, trouble, NFL. I mean, one to hit. Well, moving on. Um, so NFL will be funding tickets. So we won't be going to that game as of right now. They've refunded money, and we're not going. Um, I wanted to get really dig into starting a podcast. I want to save that for next week. Okay. Okay. We'll say that for next week. Yeah, I mean, we, we, sp- we spent we, a lot of time yeah. talking about some other things. We had a minute dude. forty, a minute, an hour, a minute, an hour forty minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, yeah. We, we, we've given you guys enough. <laughs> we have good. given you everything you needed. <laughs> You've come five times, ladies. You don't need six. <laughs> Relax. Okay, so here goes, here goes the face. Again. <laughs> so I'm going to thank you for tuning in. We hope that we were clear. We hope that we were understood. We hope that we were sensitive. We hope that we were coming from a good place and it was perceived that we came from a good place. Pause or press play, depending on your preference. Um, I want to thank you, Kickbackers, for tuning in. I want to thank the women in our lives for holding us accountable and for being willing to listen to what, when we hold them accountable. And I want you guys to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Hey, man, good night and God bless. We will see y'all on that drive time. First thing tomorrow morning, check us out. It's going to be on Apple TV, Spotify, uh, uh, Google, Title, Christian Mingle, um, Big Butt Women Who Don't Like Will Smith. We're on all those sites. Yeah, so good night and God bless y'all. Uno, we out. Hi, right, Facebook. Y'all getting the exclusive after show. Uh, we're done. That was your exclusive. <laughs>